Hello and welcome to another episode of Behind the Edge Podcast. It's been way too long and we apologize, but we've had a lot of personal issues among a few of the hosts that need to be addressed, plus coronavirus is, is just sticking around, ruining our schedules, you know how it is. <laughs> so with that said, me and Jake, we're going to take over for now for the foreseeable future because... That's what we do, and you guys deserve the episodes. I don't know, the last time we recorded one, it's been way too long. So here we are now. So thank you guys for sticking around. And with that being said, like I just said, Echo, he's taking a break at the moment due to some family issues. So keep him in your thoughts. Message him. He'll still respond. And yeah, that's how we're going to do it now. So... What are you carrying today, Jake? I have been at my desk all day, so carry is not... <laughs> it's kind of whatever I'm playing with the most. And today, it's the um, Oz Machine Company Roosevelt, which is probably, like, the best small knife I've ever handled in terms of ergonomics and stuff. And it's just... It's excellent. I, I need to get back on his books when they reopen uh, this fall. Hopefully, you know, barring any, any virus-related incidents. Um, hopefully they'll open back up towards the end of the year and I can grab another one because this thing's awesome. Yeah, those things, those took off so fast, man. Like, I just seen a few of them out in the wild and all of a sudden, like, they just instantly, people were on the books. So I'm just like, holy crap. And I remember when um, his books filled and he had um, a spot open on his book on the website for a million dollars. I thought that was pretty funny. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, they look the, good. Um, and it seems like that dude's willing to try a lot of different things. I notice he tries different stills, he tries different materials, so... Yeah, it's really rare for... A, ironically enough, it's really rare for a custom maker to allow you to do so much customization. But he's done, like you said, different steels, different materials, different milling patterns and stuff in titanium. It's it's crazy. Yeah. And the first couple he did, I wasn't a huge fan because they were a little bit plain. But um, some of the newer ones, oh my god, they look crazy. Yeah, he's doing like some of the milling patterns and stuff he's done. I'm, I'm excited. Yeah, he's doing a lot of cool stuff with that knife. So, yeah, we'll see. Um, what about you? What's that? What are you carrying? Oh, today? I finally got my JDVD gold after like eleven months. But it was is been, that how long it took him to make it? Huh? From the time he got his books? No, um, I got his books last August, I believe. But the coronavirus struck. Then he oh. um, built a new shop, so that was a few months wait. If everything would have went smooth without that happening, I probably would have got it in like three or four months. But you know, that's not bad. God hates me, so that's just how he does it. <laughs> but yeah, I'm I'm blown away with the knife, honestly. It looks amazing, and I've seen a lot of like South African knives. A lot of them use really really impressive materials, but the maybe it's just the ones that you picked out work really well together. But holy damn, it looks nice. It looks great actually yeah there's nothing i really could say about it about the knife which is which is rare for waiting that long for a knife the longer you wait for a knife the more you have these expectations in your head so when it, you actually get it you're just like wow um <laughs> it's a knife i don't like that it's much it's no will move <laughs> yeah exactly so yeah i'm i'm really happy with it and i've been carrying it god when did i get it? i got it friday so i've carried it since because I just like it so much. But yeah, I'm happy with the purchase. If you guys want a good South African knife, that's gonna be 
consistent and you could pick all your little materials and all that stuff, I'd I'd go with JDVD because, I mean, I just got one I like it, so you should like it too, right? <laughs> <laughs> he has some of the more interesting models too. The gold, like you, that's the one you you got. I I really like the way that one looks, and I just found the platinum before we started this, and it looks incredible too. So, I may be getting one, probably probably next year. Honestly, I have a lot lined up, but they look really really. Yeah, cool. the platinum ones, like I said, we we're just talking is, that's the only one I ever seen is that really full dress version but i don't think i don't i don't know if he makes anymore but it doesn't hurt to ask but i think it looks really good too in the comments on on that one because that one was like from like three years ago he said he'd made two of them up to that point and i was like (laughs) but maybe maybe i can i can get him to make me one we'll see i really like the way that one looks as well yeah all right you ready to move on to the the news yeah, so this episode we're just going to be talking about all the new stuff that's been coming out because we haven't done that in a long time, I think. And I feel like the knife market's about to pick up, finally, because for about three months there it was pretty dead. There's nothing new coming out. So I think we have a lot of good stuff to talk about today. So the first one we're going to talk about is the new Best Tech Reticulin, just the big yeah, version. Yeah, they, they basically took that. If you've seen the reticulum before, it's really, really small, like excessively tiny. So now they made a quote-unquote big version. It's 3.25 inches, which is still pretty small, but actually usable by most of the population. Um, so that's something. If you, I really like the design of the reticulum uh, to a degree. So this is one that I wouldn't actually mind trying. I probably won't buy it, honestly, but... The, the original one had like a two inch blade, so this is a, a big upgrade for it. Yeah, I, I don't understand. I don't know. I kind of could see maybe making a tiny knife first to see how it even sells. It must have sold pretty decent to make a big version, hopefully. But I think it's a it's a cool design. It's definitely. I think the name definitely fits it. Feels like some weird reptile thing. <laughs> I don't know typical Isham design. Yeah, it's it's definitely you look at it and you're like, yeah, that's Isham because it just was weird. For some reason like, like, when this one came out a lot of those like tiny expensive keychain knives like the Hummingbird and stuff were were coming out and I, I don't I don't get that whole thing. I had a Hummingbird but I never put it on my keys because it's too expensive. I'm not going to scratch up my titanium. It's too pretty. It's way knife. too pretty to be a keychain knife. Exactly. So I, I, th- I actually did wear it around my, around my neck a little bit but I, neck knives are not for me. Yeah. And so that that was, I mean, it was okay. It wasn't bad at all. It was a good knife, but it's just too impractical to do anything. It's like having a really, really nice Victorinox, but less useful. I remember when the Hummingbird first came out, <laughs> I saw um, Blade HQ had it for pre-order or like the coming soon knives. And I was like, dude, that knife is so sick. And I think it was $150 retail. Yeah. And I was like so ready to buy one because I thought it was gonna be normal sized. Then I oh, if they were normal, oh my god! Yeah, they did come out with another one, but it doesn't look like that. But freaking, I was yeah. so ex- excited <laughs> to buy one that I looked at the specs like two weeks later, and I'm like, what? <laughs> like, there's no way this is real. No, if if you just if they just scaled it up and had kept the original materials, I think the new ones are like they look they don't look bad in my opinion. But they're like carbon fiber overlaid over some like hideous yeah. steel or titanium. I'm not sure. Yeah, if they if they yeah. just straight scaled up the the tinier ones, like it would have been perfect. 
That's how I feel too. But what do we know? I'm just kidding. Yeah, we're fucking idiots over here. No, but the the hummingbirds. It's a really cool design. I'm still kind of holding out hope they'll come out with. I don't need a huge one, like a 2.5 or maybe three inch blade would be fine. But because I think the the one they actually came out with was pretty chunky. Yeah, um, I think it was too. The Hummingbird Plus, I think, is what it was called. Yeah. Let me look here. Yeah, three point five four inch blade. And it was in six ninety steel, which is that's fine. You can buy one but, right now for three or hundred and eighteen dollars in this ugly G ten. I don't know, Reich's there's prices for their machining and everything they give you is pretty fair, I'd say. Even the I actually like their um if you for 120 bucks, you can get it in blue carbon or blue and black carbon fiber, like marbled. Uh huh. And that's it's not bad. I think the clip ruins it. I think the clip looks a little stupid on there, but I, I'm kind of tempted to get one of these. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. But yeah. Reich. Reich is apart from like that whole scandal about stealing knives and stuff. In terms of machining, like they're probably one of the crazier companies out of there, out out there, like in China. Oh yeah. Um, some of the stuff's really really bizarre. Yeah, it's definitely. Some bug knives, as Tat would say. <laughs> they have the spines and all the weird milling. It's it's cool. Like, it's obviously not for everyone, but you gotta you gotta respect it. It's pretty cool. Like, obviously, it's it's impressive. It's impressive. Sure. But like they did the, uh, a lot of their knives have that kind of. Oh, shit, what's the? Is it Geiger esque? Is that the guy who did the art for Alien? I don't know. Yeah. There's like a lot of like, if you've ever seen Alien movies the xenomorphs a lot of their knives kind of look like that they look, they, look, they look weird i don't know but they have some very impressive ones so I'll, I'll give them that i haven't really tried any of that higher end stuff but they're a lot better than they used to be i'll say that too <clears throat> they definitely they've kind of fallen by the wayside i think kind of we and and uh Riot have taken over but right still there yeah they're still making weird they're stuff. making some niche knives I mean, they sell still, so they're doing pretty decent. Yeah, every now and then they'll drop some very strange, bizarre design that'll go over pretty well with people. Alright, and next up we have the uh, Spider-Co Swayback, which we talked about in the last episode, but it wasn't out yet. It's now out, and a lot of people bought them because they were out of stock almost everywhere, and a lot of people are now selling them. Um, I... I had one myself. I it just wasn't for me. The blade was exceptional, but the handle kind of sucked, and the deployment was weird. The hole wasn't quite big enough for my thumb, and you can't middle flick it or anything. I don't know. I don't, I don't think that one went over very well. I think it kind of flopped at least for the time being. How much did it cost? Uh, two seventy three is what I paid. I think. That's not terrible. No, the I mean the fit and finish on it was excellent. It it was. You know, really, really, really good. I don't really have a problem with the price, honestly. But I, it's just a flawed design, in my opinion. Then they put that enormous, like, half-inch tall spoon clip on there. That's my main problem with that knife, is the spoon clip. Like, all the other Sleesh Spydacos have the wire clip, but maybe they just had an overflow of the spoon clips. Like, you know what, we need to get rid of some of these. <laughs> so they just slapped that on there. I put a Lynch deep carry clip on mine, like, the second I got it, pretty much, so I didn't notice this, but someone had pointed out later that all of the recent Taichung Spyderco spoon clips are taller than the ones that they use for, for like, Golden, uh-huh. and I put them side by side, and it's it's stupid. It's it's almost like a quarter-inch difference, like, in height, um, but it's it 
does not work well with a knife. I had heard from, I'm not going to say who it was because I don't, I don't think they'd really care, but um, someone in one of the Discord servers I'm in was like, yeah, I really like the ergonomics on that. And I was like, I don't know how the hell your hand fits that, but okay, cool. Yeah. Um, I really wish they'd just gone with the wire clip. Like you said, I think it would have looked better. It's one of the best clips that Spyderco makes and ergonomically it's usually really good. But I, I don't know. I think they kind of flopped on that one. Yeah, I don't know. I, it's so weird because I remember seeing these um the prototype pictures years ago, and I was so hyped for it. And when it came out, I'm just like, well, yeah, it's cool, but I really don't want it no more. Like, I don't know. I I'll see. I'll I'll handle one eventually. When Blade HQ opens up, hopefully, soon ish. But I I like the I like the blade. The handle, I think that's going to be a killer for a lot of people because a lot of people don't like the sway back handle because the ergos are kind of off. And the, the middle flick or spidey flick, that didn't exist. It's I annoying. couldn't do it with the Bowie either. Some people could do it with the Bowie, but I couldn't even do it with the Bowie. And I have thin hands, so. Funnily enough, the uh, the sway back part of like the, the shape of the handle isn't really what killed me. It's that enormous cutout which is great for like the lock bar tension's really really good and clearly it's super super nice but for my hands it's in a weird place and it's a massive cutout so it's i don't know it just didn't feel right in my hand so i i sold it. the blade's exceptional though if you're just looking for a really good blade on a knife it's wonderful um otherwise i'd probably try one if you can but mostly pass on it probably yeah they're I'll definitely try it out and probably be like, well, that was cool, but I'm never paying for it unless I get a crazy deal. But like I was yeah, telling you earlier, like, that's what that's what I remember with the Sleech Bowie is when the first Sleech Bowie came out, like, it was the same thing where people were just passing them back and forth. And a lot of people were mad because it was an XHP because M390 was the still, whatever. But now look at the Sleech Bowie. Now you could sell one on eBay for freaking... There's one today that was going. It's on bid still, but it, it's at like seven hundred and fifty bucks, which is that's absolutely insane to me. Yeah, that's, there's no reason that's to actually seven hundred and fifty dollars. No, that's that's just stupid. Now the uh, the swayback has now been overshadowed by the poachy, which is the <laughs> best knife from the catalog. Jesus, <laughs> I'm I'm ready for it, man. That's one of those knives you definitely have to check out just to see. What the hell is yeah, going just, through their minds? Yeah, just, just to handle it. Like, come on. All right, next up we have the... I, I really just want to brush over this one. I don't think it's worth talking about that much, to be honest, unless you have a lot to say about it. Um, the Benchmade 940 Auto. Yeah. They turned the 940 into an auto. Yeah, I don't know um, who asked for that, but they done did it. Probably no one to be They honest. done did it. Like, I don't... And that and they... Benchmade has come so far. Now, I'm not one of those people that's like, oh, deep carry is automatically better than, you know, non-deep carry. To be honest, most of my favorite clips aren't deep, deep carry. They're just milled, like 3D milled titanium. Yeah. They went with this. They went, like, old school with it and brought the quote-unquote arrowhead clip that looks like a dig, <laughs> and they just slapped it right on there, and it, it just looks so out of place and bad on this knife. It looks like an afterthought to me, but they were like, oh, it's part of the heritage and stuff. I don't know. It has that chalky aluminum benchmade finish, and you can have one for only $230, which is insane. Yeah, I mean, ain't nobody asked for it. <laughs> but it's, um, I don't know. I, I, I'm curious to see how it does, honestly, because 
I think it'll be kind of a niche thing. I don't I don't see it being there's nothing particularly compelling about it as an automatic knife. And is this um do you know if it's pure production? Like they're just going crazy with it? Like they're this is not yeah, limited. I, I, yeah, I don't think it's limited edition one. At least for the time being it's not. You never know with, with a bench made when they'll discontinue a model necessarily, but I, I think this one's gonna stick around for a little bit at least. Um there's no mention of it being limited and I haven't heard anything otherwise, so I'm gonna assume it's uh, just a regular production knife for now. Yeah, I mean Benchmade, they've been pretty out of touch, I felt like, with, I don't know, it's like the real time. deep collectors, we think they're out of touch, but then you look at their sales, so it's like, who knows, maybe that's going to be, maybe that's going to sell really well for all we know, but I kind of doubt it, yeah. just because there's freaking so many different 940 versions out there. It's hard to hard to tell with some of these like bigger companies, like Spyderco, I can usually you know call whether something's going to be... A failure or not which i was completely wrong when i kind of sway back i thought it would be you know really really popular but handling it i kind of got off that with but with like benchmade kershaw crkt zt i don't know what the hell's gonna happen with them or what they're gonna put out next or how popular it's gonna be yeah you know it's because there's such they're so massive compared to the other knife companies that we talk about that it you know our, our thoughts and opinions don't really matter to them at all yeah, it's um we're in a weird place in the market like the American companies except for Spyderco. Spyderco's always the exception cuz they're always doing some weird new stuff. I love the weird Spydercos. I have I have multiple weird Spydercos. They're just my favorite. They're usually the best ones too. Yeah, they're just you know they're different. If you're a collector, you definitely want something new and Spyderco's always offering some new crazy stuff you could buy. But I can't say the same for ZT or Benchmade. They definitely, they definitely, um, they ain't doing nothing really, honestly. Like the new ZT, did we talk about the new ZT though, 707? I consider putting it in here. I guess we can touch over it quickly. The, the 0707 is just kind of a weird CT knife. Like another one where I think they're getting closer to that mark, um, as far as like what people kind of want. Like it's a slim, sleek kind of. EDC friendly-ish looking knife. It still looks a little murdery. Yeah, um, very pointy. But I like the way the clip looks. Um, but they did this weird... I don't know what it is with ZT just putting holes and shit just for the fun of it, but they put like a hole beneath the pivot. I, I don't know why. God, the blade is so weird. Like the tip of the blade is like... It almost looks like it recurves a little bit. Yeah, it's weird. Is that what you're talking yeah, about? Yeah, it's just... I don't know. It's just different I, looking... I think where they, to me, it looks like if I stare at it really hard, it looks like there's some belly down at the beginning and then it turns to flat towards the top, which is a weird decision, but it's whatever, I guess. I, I, don't, I don't know. know. I think it's I think it's going in a better direction than their little Anzo oh, yeah. thing and the Recon, the, I don't know, the other one, what the hell is it called? I don't know. It's a terrible at one. At least it's not assisted. Yeah. Then they got the it's weird. Still overpriced. Don't they have a D10 on both sides or some weird thing about this knife? It says it's equipped with a new proprietary zero tolerance tuned defense tuned detent system. Holy shit! Said that five times fast. <laughs> um, which allows ZT to perfectly tune the detent as well as ensure an easy opening even with pressure on the lock bar. I don't know what the fuck that means. See, I've never had any problems with ZT's detents. I've had some no, that were pretty soft. Been, but like all the ZTs that I've tried, which to be fair is only like three of them. 
they've all been really good detent wise except for the um what's that little one the o220 i don't know O220, the little yeah. tiny ass one yeah i handled one of those in store and it was the stiffest knife i've ever handled in my life it was it wouldn't even flip oh open. yeah the tiny ones but, have um, crazy hard detents like i had the 0900 is it the 0900 I, I, don't, I don't get it zt i think it's rj martin i don't know which one it was Zero something. I don't know. Maybe if they named names. their knives better, I could remember them. But that thing had a ra- really hard detent. I'm like, wow, this is um not comfortable for a tiny knife because you have no leverage really. Yeah, because you're holding it literally with your pointer finger and thumb, and that's that's about all you've got. Yeah. So I don't. I don't know. This one looks okay. It's just not. They're not quite there yet. If they were smart, dude, I think their best knives are their Emerson knives. Like. Normally, I really don't like Emerson, but they do such a good job on them. Like the 0640. Oh, yeah, 0640 is that awesome. Was one of the, that was one of the best knives I've ever handled. It didn't work for me, so I sold it, but it, it was it was great. Their Sinkovich ones are really popular, too. Like the 0450, um, 0452, those were you know really, really popular. And I had an 0450 a while back, and it was, it was good. Um, but, yeah, some of their designers, they just don't. I, I think they're, they're not picky enough with who they collaborate with that and they need to really stop doing in-house designs because i don't think i've seen a single zt original design that's been like oh that's cool i don't know yeah i don't i don't even know i don't even know who they're trying to compete with on well i their price range is about Wii, and that's um it's really hard to compare them to Wii. honestly they're like they're over benchmade and spider co but if you're just looking at american companies you're making that jump from like benchmade spider co and then there's ct and then from zt it's like from what is it like two to 250 up to like i don't i don't know who else is making knives in america that's like like what do you have hinder no hinder is always like above 300 yeah they're they're it's like a big gap between zt and whatever's after them like it's huge pro tech i guess could be considered but they only really make autos yeah um, funny that you mentioned that actually, because the, the Malibu dropped from them and it was stupidly popular. Not, not, not saying I don't like it. It looks really interesting, but I don't know. Um, there was an interview on Blade HQ with, uh, the founder. I think his name's Dave. I could be wrong. I really apologize if I am. Um, he seems like a cool guy, but he seemed kind of hesitant about it. He was like, I hope it does well. I hope people like it because we're kind of worried about it. And the damn thing is sold out everywhere. What's well, a button lock, it's, isn't it? Yeah, it's a it's a it's a manual knife, so it's a button lock with a flipper. And from what I've heard, it's really really good. Yeah. If it were a little bit larger, I probably would have picked one up myself. But yeah, it's a little small. But I don't know. It looks looks fair. It reminds me of the Kershaw dividend kind of just the blade shape and the black scale. I hope they um, do. I know I've seen a few versions out there that are pretty like have cool materials. Hopefully they do some cool stuff because just well they have this one which is the um, aluminum and what's what's the steel on this? Is it CV? It's not twenty CV. Yeah, that's not bad for one hundred ninety bucks. Um, and then they they did one that um, Indiana knives shout out him on there. Um, he had he had one. Uh, it's titanium and I think steel, but they were very, very expensive. Yeah, they're like $600, aren't they? Yeah, it was it was insane. 
Um, they look really, really good though. If if that one had been, if I was in a position to have bought that and it had been like a 3.5 to 3.75 inch version, I would have snatched that up right there. Like they, they look really good. They did some really, really cool milling on it. Um, here, I've got a picture of one right here. I'll post in the chat for you so you can take a look at it at least. And um, I'll try to put one in the document. That way everyone can see it when they, when they go to look. Um, but yeah, they, they did some milling on this one that they don't have on the, the default model. And of course, it was in anodized titanium and damaged steel. It looks exceptional. Oh yeah, that does look but cool. I like really the milling really pattern. Good. Yeah, it looks, it looks really, really clean. Um, I kind of wish that they would do a non-damaged steel version. I'm not very big on damaged steel because I'm always scared of uh, ruining it, <laughs> to be honest. But... I don't know. They 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 didn't make many of them though. I think they made like oh gosh, twenty of them, twenty five of them, something like that. It was a really a stupidly low number, but they were they were quite expensive. They looked really good. Yeah, they, like when they want to do really cool stuff, they can. I'm not saying they never do cool stuff, but like the Newport. If you look at like their collectors' versions, guys, they go all out on. Oh that yeah, because um, I really like the Newport. I like the way it looks. It's kind of small, but it's a cool look. It's like a kind of a gentleman knife i'd say just the overall profile of it even though it's a yeah um it's auto they have a lot of really really cool models that i kind of wish i i hope they make manual versions of i don't mind autos i really like out the fronts but side opening autos just i've just never found one that worked for me and they have so many cool designs with so many good materials and I, i've handled one protect before it was one of the strider collabs yeah and for for not the side automatic that's it was really, really good. It was it was really nice, but it's just, I don't think it's for me. So hopefully they do more of these manual kind of button lock ones because they, from what I've heard, they did this one really, really well. Yeah, they don't even have to do just frame locks or anything. They just do button locks because they like the buttons to begin with. So button locks are kind of hard to me. To me, I feel like they'd be hard to make just because, I don't know, I feel like the detents are always kind of like a little soft. But um, There's... The one that I have held before, like held before that was a button lock from them, was the um, Ferrum Forge Mass Drop collab. Uh, Will let me try his. Moldex. Yeah. Yeah. The the detent on there was really good. I had no issue slipping it at all. The flipper tab caught my finger when it closed because of the button lock kind of, but it was it was really good. So I'm hoping they do a lot lot more of these. There aren't many button locks out there at all. Period. Really. Yeah. Um, Especially when you kind of get towards this like mid range, like two to three hundred dollar kind of stuff. So I, I, I don't know. I hope they make more of them. Yeah, and I hope they make variety of different models. Of yeah, them. there's very, there's not very many, very much competition. So I think that's a good route for them to take is more button lock flippers. So yeah. Next we have the CKF Marauder. I'm not gonna pronounce the maker's name or the designer. Because I can't. Starts the P. But yeah, I really like this knife. It reminds me of um. I don't know. I just oh Russian God. designers just have that design language. That's like, yep, that's that's Russian. Like I feel like it's it's almost like it's um not rough but kind of industrial. Yeah. If that makes any sense, on a lot of their knives, they're just kind of. I'm not sure I've described them exactly. Um, yeah, I, I just looked at this maker's name again, and yeah, I have no idea how to pronounce that. <laughs> oh my gosh. 
But I really do like that knife. I like the silhouette. It just looks looks like it'd be just a ergonomic ergonomically great knife. Just how thick the handles are or the scales are. The handle's kind of reminiscent of uh, the XM18 kind of shape, or maybe even the CKF morph, like that kind of shape in general. Yeah. But this one looks like you said. I think the the contouring of and how thick they are. That looks like it'd be a lot better in hand than those two. God, I forgot how big it is. I know it's not small by any means. Yeah, looking at it in his hand, I'd say 3.3 to 3.5 probably. Probably closer to 3.5, but I have no idea how big this guy's hands are, so I could be way off. Yeah, I really like that design a lot. I might get one. It's like, I don't know. Lately, I've had a lot of knives like you do want way before they come out, then they come out, and you're like, eh. I'll pass on that because it just doesn't interest me anymore. Too lately. Funnily enough, the uh, the Sharp by Design uh, Evo, I, I got it on the pre-orders app, but they did a Knife Nuts podcast dish with a purple like a tool carbon fiber. Yeah. And the day before it launched, I was like, I gotta get one of those. And then the day it launched, I was like, I, I don't think I even want this. Like, I'm not gonna worry about it. I don't know. I've, I've been a lot more picky lately. Yeah, and um, I think that's just part of collecting where you want to try so many different things, new designs, everything. But then you find out what you really do want, and you're just like, you know what? I don't have to buy everything now. <laughs> yeah, when you're when you're kind of in the middle of the hobby, it does kind of feel like you want to buy literally everything that comes out. Oh, yeah. And it's just, I don't know. It's it's kind of exhausting sometimes, but I, I think I'm in a good a good place now where I'm kind of like, ah. I don't have to buy all of this necessarily. Yep, and it saves you a lot of money, and you look at your collection, oh, and God, you're just yeah. like, well, you, I don't know. It's weird how, like, you have phases in this hobby. Like, when I first started really in the hobby, I went through a steel phase where I'm just like, I want to collect all the different steels. And Oh, my God. All <laughs> Did you know how many there were back then? What? How many steels? Um, how many? Yeah, how many different steels? I didn't realize there was, like, that many, honestly. Like, I knew there was, like, S30, S35, M390, M4, LMAX. Then you, like, look through Spider-Co's catalog, and you're like, yeah, there's no way I could collect all these. (laughs) Like, there's no way. Guess I'm buying every mule team ever. Yeah. So then I got out of that phase. Then I had, like, four. I had three or four PM2s, and I'm like, I don't even use these knives. So I sold all of them except for my M41. But... Yeah, it's just people take different routes in this hobby. Some people, like I said, want to collect all the stills. Some people want to collect just American knives. Some people just want to collect everything. Like, I feel like you're in that category where you just <laughs> you used to buy everything. Like, holy crap. It felt like it, dude. Like, <laughs> I've, I've really cut down my collection a lot. I'm trying at this point to get down to, uh, if I'm just counting, like, non-sentimental knives, I'm trying to get down to seven. I'm... I'm at the moment, I'm at, uh, what's this, one, two, three, four, five, six, eight, yeah, counting the ones I got coming in the mail, I'm at eight, but I'm, I'm working on it, but yeah, for a while there, I was just snatching everything up, like, if I saw a deal on swap, and I was like, you know, it, oh, this knife's $200 cheaper than it normally is, I'm just gonna buy it, Yeah. <laughs> and then I would be selling it, like, a day later, because it wasn't for me, so I've narrowed down my tastes quite a bit, but I think you kind of, you have to either have access to a lot of knives near you or kind of buy them 
you know, to, to at least I, I did, to have to, like, narrow it down towards what I wanted and what I don't. Because honestly, and like, it's... if you play it smart, you don't lose that much money. Like, you're going to lose money, but you're not going to, like, take a huge loss. Like, say if you buy a brand new Swayback for two, what is it, 275, 280, whatever you said. Yep. You could handle it realize it's not for you and put on the swap for 250 so you lost 20 30 dollars like no big deal like i think i got on early enough and now i tossed in a lynch clip with mine too but i think i i think i ended up getting like 270 for it so for counting the lynch clip being gone yeah about 20 bucks which isn't that's not that no bad. it's not bad like, and, and, and sometimes you know you can break even or you can get a trade that's worth more than you know but yeah you're like you said at some point in the overall grand scheme of things, unless you just get super, super lucky, you're going to lose money. On yeah. It. Unless it's not going to be a lot, but it's, it's there. Yeah. Unless you only collect hype knives. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that at all, but I think it's smart to some degree. Cause if you only collect scouts or specters or shams, you're not going to lose money. And yeah. with the high, the, the high end collectors or the big time collectors that have, crazy expensive knives they don't they usually don't sell their knives they only trade them i'm not saying they won't sell their knives who wouldn't sell their knives for some ridiculous price oh yeah someone hits like i love this roosevelt but I, i've heard of people getting offers of like well over like 12 1300 you hit me up for 1300 i'm selling you this knife like that's just that's just it everything has a price to some degree. oh yeah everything does unless um, you're what the deuce and you're a millionaire but <laughs> yeah and uh some people are like that. You know, there's some people, um, I think there was a guy, I don't remember the name of his Instagram profile, but he won some lottery a while back. I think it might have been culture tech. I'm not sure. It was some stupidly high end knife. And I just went to his Instagram page and it was ridiculous. He had tens of thousands of dollars of knives in like a single picture. And it's just, yeah. Some people are just on another there's level. There's some people that are, <laughs> yeah. The, just when you think like, I think the other day I was like, I'm, you know, I'm kind of, which I've trimmed down my collection a lot numbers-wise and kind of gone up in value. I'm like, oh, I think I have a decent collection now. And then you look at other people's stuff, and it's like, oh, yeah, this one knife was $15,000. Yeah, one knife's worth more than your whole oh collection. God. Like, wow. Like, that's, um... It's, it's sobering. Yeah, it is. Like Makes me feel not quite so bad Yeah, it does, because too. it's like, I thought I used to have a problem, <laughs> but this guy has, like, $100,000 in one freaking Pelican case. <laughs> Yeah, when you when you realize that they have more knives than probably money you'll ever make in your life, like that's. But some people like that. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, we all on this hobby because we like knives, and some people just have way more money, so they could buy more expensive knives. And who wouldn't, honestly? If I yeah. made, and that's yeah. not to say like the budget. So there's been some exceptional entries into the budget category lately. Like even if you only collected sub hundred dollar knives, you can get a, a really good collection going nowadays. Oh yeah. Like it's it's not, that's not out of the realm of possibility. You don't have to be buying two or three thousand dollar custom knives to, you know, to be in the hobby. But I think everybody kind of finds their own little range and they just kind of settle in. Yeah, I think um the, I think the best place to stay personally is high end production like Riot, CKF, We, like that's a that's a nice place to stay just because if you're smart. Yeah, if you're yeah, smart that's, that's... and you realize that. Because honestly, like with custom knives, you're paying for design and the finish of the materials. And obviously, I mean, if like for say like 
like the 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 new sham Wii, the Wii sham. Like a lot of people were like, "Wow, this is not even impressive." Like, yeah, no shit, it's not a, it's not made by Gareth Bull. Like, yeah, what did you expect? Yeah, for, it's a, what, what were they like two hundred and fifty bucks? Like, like that? the sham to me, I love the way it looks. I love the design, but like when you pay from a custom maker, you're paying for the finishing and. From all the people I've known that have shams or handle shams, they say his finishing is like out of this world. So well, it's the same kind of thing with, like, I recently got a Norseman. I've had one on pass around, but this one's I don't know. This is one of the lower numbers, and I like it a lot more for various reasons. But I I'm gonna tell you right now, a Norseman is, in my opinion, at least, it is not worth nine hundred dollars. But realize that what you are paying for it's not the rwl 34 steel the steel is not that expensive it's not you know it's a lot of it's going to be that finishing like it's impeccably finished they they polish the inside of the freaking lock bar cut out like that's insane so when you get up to these prices like you said vex you're not paying at that point really for you know anything super tangible maybe some you know time ascus or damage steel but generally you're paying for it to be hand finished by somebody yeah like, that's a lot of money. Oh, yeah. So it's, like you said, I think high-end production is about where most people would go. I think I'm going a little bit higher than that, maybe like low-end customs and kind of high-end production. A lot of my favorites are still high-end production knives. But if you stick with that realm, you're not really going to lose money. You start getting up into customs, you can either make money or you can lose a lot yeah, of money. Yeah, you could, like... If you get on a maker that's not high, like, not in at the moment, you're just going to lose hundreds of dollars. Yeah, and that's... um. That's a hard pill to swallow for a lot of people because you buy a $1,000 knife and it's like buying a brand new car off the lot. Like, yeah, you love the car. It's awesome. But you're like, hey, um, I don't like it that much anymore. Like two weeks later, it's like, okay, you bought it yep. for 20000 Now you can only sell it for 14000 You know, and that's yeah. the same with knives. Like if, you, if you're on, you know, Gavco's page and he lists something for 1100 bucks and you buy it from Gavco, a lot of people probably would have bought that for $1,100. But from you... They might only pay eight, you know, and, that, and that's kind of a bad example because Gafco's are fairly popular. But you, you get what I'm saying. Like yeah. it's there's a, a lot of a difference, you know. Like, like okay, say you're gonna buy a knife, would you pay as much from some dude, you know, or would you rather buy it from the maker? Probably the maker. That's just how just that's that's just how stuff goes. So yeah, the custom market's definitely not for everyone. It's weird. Definitely not for everyone. I'm not saying like oh you don't have enough money. It's just like. If you're not willing to accept the fact that, like, you're paying basically for the finishing design. Because a lot of people, a lot of newer collectors, they look at customs like, well, how much does it perform better? It's like, it could, but it's like, yeah, that's not what I'm buying not. the knife for, you know? <laughs> sad as it, it's, it's sad to say, kind of, to some degree, because why? And, and their logic is really sound, honestly. It's like, okay, why would I spend $1,000 a knife when my $200 knife could perform just as well? And it's like, yeah, that makes sense, but like, it, you're just gonna have to realize that at, at some like, it's it is a tool. Yeah, I don't think anyone would disagree. A knife is a wonderful tool to have with you at all times, and just like your car, like you use your car, a car is a very useful thing. But are you more of like a Honda guy, or are you more of like a Ferrari person? Yeah. Like it's it's exactly at the end thing. of the day, it's gonna take you from one place to another. Like yeah, your Ferrari is gonna be faster, and it's gonna get more looks. It's gonna be way cooler, obviously, but it's like. How often are you gonna be going that fast? Like unless you You're go never to the track, any of that. like and that's the same with with knives. It's like a lot of people are like, yeah, but how good is the performance on that custom knife? It's like, 
how often are you going to be breaking down all this cardboard? I mean, if you do it for a living or if it's part of your job, that's fine. But it's like the average person into knives that deep is not doing that with their knives. No. But there's some makers that really do look into it. Like I, like for example, like I'd say Thorburn and a lot of South African makers, they are really detailed with their heat treat protocols. Like they really care about their heat treat. And I've talked to multiple South African makers, and and they always say first and foremost, a knife needs to cut good. Like come on, like the um, there was an arrow that just when uh it went to someone on the Discord um from Jason Guthrie. And they measured behind the edge. I'm not sure if you've heard this yet or not. It was five thousandths behind the edge. Yeah, that's that's like that's ridiculous. <laughs> it's it's stupid thin. And they talked to Jason. And he's like, yeah, that's the thinnest one I've done yet. But like, of of course, it's going to cut exceptionally. And are you going to get that in a production knife? Probably not. But it's also probably not going to cut three to four times better than the production knife that you're going to get. So it's. I don't know. It's basically, do you, do you want a fancy looking tool or do you want something that's a bit more mundane and cheaper? Like it's, it's just kind of up to whoever's, whoever's buying it. Yeah. And now that, that you're talking about the grind, um, that gold I just got, I measured it's between five to seven thousandths. Oh my God. And Lord, that's what dude. I thought. Cause like when I first got it, you know how you do the finger <laughs> yeah. caliper test? Like, Oh, this is thin. But when I did it, I'm like, this is really, it feels like you're touching your fingers like together when you're touching it. I'm so glad I'm not the only one who does yeah, that. So, I do that so, so much. So I was like, I'm this like, has to be like under 10,000 and sure shit is five to seven. I'm like, what the hell? I, your fingers are calibrated pretty well. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, and that's why, like, that's why I go back to why I think it's smart to um, collect hype knives because one hand you're never gonna lose money unless the market takes a shit the next day which never happens and it's trade bait so that's why you see people oh, with yeah. multiple of the same knives because they're like okay i have seven scouts but if someone wanted to trade me for you know a freaking michael raymond or some crazy knife like i could <laughs> trade two scouts and get a michael raymond or and that's a hell of yeah, a that's trade. Yeah, that's a hell of a trade. And depending how much you spent on your scouts, and there's a lot of people in the community that are ahead of the curve, and they'll find a maker they really like, and they'll buy a whole bunch of their knives, and they're not hype knives yet. And two years later, they double or triple in price. So it's like, okay, I really paid seven hundred dollars for this knife, but now it's worth fifteen hundred dollars. So I could essentially get a knife twice as much for what I got it for, but. Yeah, like, can you imagine the people that bought Holtz at table for like four or five hundred dollars? Yeah, like that's oh my god, I had two of them. <laughs> oh, <laughs> did you at least make a profit off of it? See, them? I sold one to a dude in the Discord for a decent price at the time. I still made money, obviously, but I could have sold it for a few hundred dollars more. But I was like, you know what? Oh geez, had... that was nice of you. At least. Yeah, I could have went like full on profit mode but i'm like no what like he wants to try it out they're hard to get right now so i'll i'll make him a deal to some degree because it was cheaper than what they were selling at the time yeah but i just i had two of them and i'm like i like the new one better because it's a feather pattern oh god and that's funny to me because like the holds they blew up under overnight too because i remember um how they um marketed their knife or were selling it the first version 
the V1, the first batch, I think they made 50 of the first batch. Then the second batch, they made another 50. But they they, um, they put it on Reddit. Like, hey, um, we're making this new knife, guys, and here's the specs. That's genius. And a lot of people were on board, but a lot more. I think it took a few days to for that books to fill. Like, three or four days, I want to say. And I got on the second run. Because the first run, I didn't have enough money or something. I don't know. Got on the second run, and it took like two days to fill up. And then the third run, run they already got their hype pretty much. Not like crazy now, but I think by then, Nick Shabazz made a video of it, and a few maker or a few YouTubers were making videos. So the third run was like it sold out less than a minute. And I got on the third, so I got on the second run and the third run. And the third run, I was at work. And um, they gave us a time, like, oh, we're going to open our books at this time, whatever. So I w- was at work, and I freaking took my early break. And the <laughs> freaking Wi-Fi is so garbage there. And, God, how did you get on the books? Oh, yeah, you had to go on their website and purchase it or pre-order it, basically. And yeah. I did it, and I thought I did it pretty fast. I'm like, oh, that was pretty fast. Then I, um, Angie emails you if you got in the books. So she emailed me. She's like, you're um, number 208. Oh, my Lord. I'm like, what? I'm like, I'm like, was I early or late on the list? And she's like, you were like one of the last few ones to get on the books. I'm like, thank God. Dude, that is so lucky. But yeah, it's just weird how a lot of makers just blow up overnight to some degree. That's like JG to some degree. Like, honestly, like a year ago, Recently, scouts were dude, freaking he's... very accessible. Gosh. Rangers were accessible. I'm really kicking myself because about a, the last time he opened his books, um, I think it was about a year ago for the, for the scouts and rovers. Yep. I was about to get on, and like you said about the whole thing, like I just I didn't quite have enough money to justify it at the time. Like I probably could have gotten it, but I've had to sell stuff. And I was like, eh, I'm not gonna worry about yep. it. I'm kicking myself right now because scouts are going for insanely stupid prices. Oh yeah, like I, I oh my gosh. It's just... Yeah, it's crazy because I remember um, like a year and a half, two years ago, <laughs> they, like GP Knives used to get them and they they sat on the website for a few days. Like they had the, the crazy ones. They had the the Harpoon Warney with um, the Lava Scales. If you scales. have a Warney Harpoon, spec, like, uh, sorry, Scout right now, yeah. like that's... You basically have money just like sitting. Yeah, exactly. And it, you can sell it immediately. And I remember looking at them, and I looked up a few YouTube videos that the people that had scouts, not very many people had them back then, or made, they, people had them, but they didn't make videos of them. And I'm like, yeah, that looks pretty cool, whatever. Like, then I was on my Teflon hate freaking phase. I'm like, really, Teflon? That's garbage. <laughs> now I realize Teflon's actually really good, but... Yeah, you um hindsight's 2020 20 for sure. Like you never know what's going to blow up. There's um there's some knives that I I agree with you to a degree on Teflon. Like a lot of cheaper knives have really really bad Teflon. Yeah. But um I have one Spyderco that's on Teflon and it is it it will drop shut on Teflon. It's just it's stupid. I don't like kind of like you went, what you said like when a lot of people were talking about it they're like, "Oh, it's it's really really good." on teflon like i don't think that's possible but you know it's you never know yeah and that's the thing is um you hear teflon you just think because i work with teflon at work for washers and all that and i'm like this shit is like cheap 
Like I could buy so much Teflon for so cheap. So when you put that in a freaking seven hundred, eight hundred dollar knife, it's just like what? Like really? Are you like you're cutting corners? But you read about Teflon's um what's it called? Like what it's made of or its attributes. It's like, like three times as smooth as like ceramic. <laughs> And you didn't need to lube it. It's self-lubricating. So, like, you don't need oil on it or anything. But the only thing, I think the only downfall of Teflon is if it's not, if your tolerances aren't good, really. Say if you tighten the pivot too much, you could actually squish it. Yeah, you can. um, I've, uh, when, like, when reassembling knives... If you're putting the pivot in and you catch just the yep. edge of a Teflon washer, you can rip it. Yeah, you could rip easily. it and like say, uh, yeah, you could just rip it with the screw or you could squish it. But the good thing is it's so cheap. It's like you could get another freaking pair of washers if you wanted to for really cheap. Yeah. But yeah, that's our little rant on custom knives. So the next knife we're going to talk about <laughs> <laughs> we went so off, off I know. that one it's okay yeah we it's gotta okay. we gotta make up because we haven't talked for a minute so the next knife is the ckf gabgo tiger i thought that was interesting. i feel like they didn't market this knife good at all no i i heard nothing about it until it dropped honestly um which is strange yeah that's what i'm saying like i saw pictures of it i'm like oh that's coming out like eventually and it's like no it's like in stock i'm like what like that was out of nowhere i feel like yeah, like, when did this happen? And I don't know. It's a Gavco design. I I really... I like his design design language for the most part. It's really aggressive looking. I like the blade shapes, except for the weird nurse ones that he does that are terrible. But honestly, I would have liked this. I really this. like the nurse. Yeah, I don't like the nurse at all. Honestly. I hate the nurse. <laughs> but I like, I like um, the silhouette of this knife. just looks really aggressive. But I wish it was a thumb stud. I will agree with you a billion percent. Either a thumb stud spider or hole. a uh, spider hole. Oh, yeah. Like, I just, I, I don't know. I don't know yeah, the that blade just feels like naked. The... Like, they didn't finish it to me to some degree. Yeah. I, uh, it's it's strange. I, I don't... It, it looks boring. And they're charging a not, you know, ridiculously high amount for it. But, I, I don't know. Four twenty. I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but it's decent size. Eight, pretty much eight and a half inches overall. Three point six blade and three ninety, of course, titanium. And I think CKF does limited edition knives, cause right, cause all their knives are pretty much limited edition. They come with the hardware. Some of them come with extra scales. I remember when I got my um, what was it called? Sequoia three point It came with extra carbon fiber scales i'm like what the hell like this is the way to do limited edition knives i think yeah if you're gonna do that at least give me something so to to where if i break something on it like i'm not gonna be totally yeah like they give you hardware they give you bearings they give you clips an extra clip so it's like you really have to be an idiot to like destroy all that (laughs) like honestly yeah you'd have to really really try to yeah i think it looks decent I personally, I don't know, I, I would pers, 
I would like it to be a thumb stud or a spidey hole, but I don't know if, how that would work to get a spidey hole on a collaboration knife. I don't think it'd be that hard, honestly, because they already got clout. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it'd probably be too difficult for them. But, I don't know, the blade feels a little naked to me. The flipper tab... I don't know. I don't like Gathco's flipper tabs. They might work really well, but I just they look really pointy, and they poke out a lot. Yeah, it doesn't look super comfortable, to be honest. But Yeah, so that's yeah. a... It's another CKF knife. They're going, CKF's going hard, man. Like, they have some of the best collaborations, man. They really do. And I think it's worth talking about. Like I, every once in a while, I'll go on from Russia with knives and go to CKF, and I just go through all the pages, and you can find some new knives that are up and coming from them that are going to be made eventually. And one of them is the. They have a David LeSpec clab knife, and it tells you it's an M390 Thai CF and Zerk and Timascus. So to me, that sounds like there's going to be two different versions. That's just going to be Thai and CF. Then they're going to make another version that's Zerk and Timascus. And if you guys know anything about LeSpec, is his knives are pretty much impossible to get for the most part, unless you live in France or you go to a show. But the shows are pretty much non-existent this year, so. Yeah, good luck this year getting anything like that. Yeah, so basically, I'd like to see how this knife looks. There's no specs on the, the length or the, any of the. Yeah, none of the, length or any of that. So, but I can already tell you this knife's gonna be instant seller just by who they're collaborating with because the spec, like I said, is very sought after right now. And another knife I saw that they are eventually going to come out with is the the Snex Superlock. Yeah, I didn't actually know about this until you had told me about it. Yeah. Um, that's the one that he just dropped, right? Yeah. So yeah, so he uh, he posted on Instagram that if anyone was interested in it, they could DM him, <laughs> and I think he had uh. At least several hundred DMs. Yeah, he had like, 99 plus, and that's probably a few hundred, I'm sure. Yeah, I don't So I think that'd be cool. Just, to, I, I'm guessing that knife's going to be probably about $400, $500 compared to... I don't know how much he's charging for him to make it. Obviously, his is going to be better because he's one maker with all this crazy machining and machinery and knowledge, so his knife's obviously going to be more detailed and better finishing but if you want to try yeah. the same knife pretty much with less finishing you get the you get the production version like a smart person <laughs> but that's that's and exciting because um personally i'm not a huge fan of the super lock i respect it but it, it looks interesting i'm not i don't really you know care for it all that much to be honest if we're just i, I don't know it, it looks okay but it doesn't yeah, it doesn't knock you off. Doesn't blow me away by any means. And a few other yeah. knives I see CKF collaborating with. This says Enrique Pena. Doesn't give you any other information. And the interesting one I saw was Anthony Marfione. That's a that's random as hell. That's weird. <laughs> yeah, I like. I hope it's that. What's it called? Is the Delta? There's a. They have a little flipper. That's I like the design a lot. The the Microtech. The, the sigil. No. I think it's the Delta. 
Let's see. I don't know what it's called, but it's a little flipper. It's kind of small. I really like the design. Hopefully it's that. But we, we don't know yet. So, yeah. I mean, so CKF has a lot of things in their sleeve. What, no, what's his A? Uh, I, what? Oh, I thought they were saying they're making it SOCOM. Like, that makes no sense at all. Oh, no, that would be terrible. We're talking about the SOCOM in the description because it says the. Let's see. On one hand, we had the SOCOM from Microtech Marfion, a knife that is regarded as one of the best tactical photos in production today. So if they make a SOCOM, that'd be really random. I, I, don't, I don't think I would like that. Because it's for sure going to be tipped down. Oh. And. Uh, says, so what uh, you can uh, expect mm. when the American DNA of the SOCOM and the Russian spear of the Makosha all come together into one knife. And do you remember the Makosha? No, what is that? It's, um, do you know the Vexha? Yes. It's literally just a Vexha, but smaller. So. How the they're going to combine that with the SOCOM? But how? Yeah, I, that doesn't make any... That's interesting, but I can't imagine that. How's that going to look? I, I, I don't know what's going to... What the fuck? That's so random. Yeah, that's a... Like, I don't, I don't get that, but okay. Yeah, that's definitely... <clears throat> then the next knife we're going to talk about is the Terrain 365 Mako. I have no idea what this knife... I've never even heard of so, it. So... <laughs> The um, Train 365, they did the uh, a collaboration with PDW the, for the Invictus. Um, the only reason I put it on here is uh, it, it's kind of new. I haven't seen much of, like much hype around it. But what it is is it's using Teravantium instead of steel. It's like a cobalt-based yeah. blade material. Um, I have heard that it's really good. I've heard that it sucks and it's just a gimmick. Um, I know nothing about steel, so don't take my word for it by any means um but i have also heard that it basically has like the if you look at it at a microscopic level it when you cut with it it kind of chips almost and again i could be really wrong on this but to form like basically constant micro serrations on the blade um so that it's it takes a longer time to dull but it's also completely rust resistant stuff like that I, i don't know it's it sounds interesting i'd like to get it either in my hand or the hand of someone who actually knows about steels. Yeah. But it's kind of a shot. See, I've, um, I prefer the, Oh yeah, that's right. The PDW Invictus had that steel too. I don't know. Yep. If even, can you call it steel? I know it's, it's not even magnetic. That's a weird property. It has too. Yeah. It's, it's completely, you know, non-ferrous. It doesn't have any iron in it as far as I know. Yeah. Um, it definitely has some weird properties. I've, I've seen a couple videos of people talking about it, like as far as performance wise, and it said it's decent, but it's not like you're not buying it for performance. You're buying it because it's it's exotic. No. It's something different. You don't. I. That's exactly why I want. I'm not normally a steel person, which this technically, you know, but I'm not normally like a, a blade material person. But it, it just it's so bizarre. I, I really, really, really need it. Yeah, we'll <laughs> see how it is because I know the Invictus. It's weird because um. PDW's designs always sell out instantly. Like I think they're pretty good for the most part. I have a patch from them. I, I knew when the patch was going to drop. I was ready for the patch to drop. Because um, I put them on the you know the the material that lines the ceiling of your car, the roof of your car, yeah. like on the inside. I put them up there. 
So I have a bunch of patches up there in my car. Um, so anyway, I went to go get this one. And it fucking sold out before I could even put it in my car. <laughs> I had to go to some... I had to go to one of the retailers on some French website to order this patch from France. Jesus. And I was like, are you are you kidding me, dude? But it, I don't know. It's... They're, they're stupidly popular, like you said. They do the... Um, the Sabenzas. Oh, yeah. With a little cracking thing on them. Those not only sell out, but go for like seven eight hundred dollars aftermarket and they just did a collaboration too with strider and i knew the second they announced it it was going to be completely gone but i was like this is going to sell so fast and yep yeah those those pdw demands are really sought after and i'll be honest it's really cool like i like that little cracking thing but it's like i'm not going to pay eight hundred dollars for a tiny ass little milling (laughs) no like don't get me wrong i would have bought one retail that would be cool, but I'm definitely not going to pay secondary. Uh, I've, I've tried to buy, um, not these Sabenzas retail. They just did it in Kosi. I was like, I'll try it out, and I can, you know, at least make back what I paid yeah. for it if I, if I don't like it. So I went and uh, tried to get that, and literally within seconds, like, me constantly refreshing the page just for that time slot when they were going to drop, I completely missed it. There was no way I was going to get one. Yep. And it's, I don't know how many they make, but it's it's got to be next to none. Yeah, they definitely limited for sure yeah this one is uh this one's still up for sale it doesn't seem to be that popular it doesn't even look that good to me to be honest but it's there <laughs> <laughs> i don't i don't know what else to say about it it's it's it exists yeah the next knife we're gonna talk about is the wingman spark you had this one right no i had the, oh, yeah, yeah, the yeah. one before it yeah so that one was uh about the same size. Actually, I think the blade was maybe a little bit longer. Um, slightly different design. Mine did have a copper inlay, but that it was one of the um, limited run ones that was stupidly expensive. This is much much cheaper with copper. Um, although I do I do like the design less. It's tiny. It's only six and a quarter, pretty much. Oh, oh yeah, the the one that I had was minuscule. Like as far as blade to handle ratio, it was stupidly impressive. Um. But they all have the the kick stop flipper tab, which is really really cool actually. Um, I don't know if you've ever handled anything I with it. it. That was the first time I had. It's I have one complaint about it. It's the angle that it's at. Like I hate flippers that slope down. I hate flippers that really slope up too. I really prefer them to be flat, like at a ninety degree angle yeah. with the with the uh, knife. Um, so this kind of slopes down. I didn't have any issues deploying it. It's just like a preference like feel thing yeah but yeah and they give you a cool little tool for the pivot but it's even that i'm gonna be honest with you that sucked trying to disassemble that thing because it was free spinning too <laughs> classic i had to use a spanner bit on the other side it was a nightmare i'm pretty sure they're made by riot right it looks like it yes it's just the hardware yeah they're just they're very expensive riot knives even this one this one's what four hundred dollars like that's a lot for yeah a it's tiny you can get a really good riot for 400 bucks I mean, I think the design's yeah, pretty cool. Small. I think, um, I don't know, the billboarding on the shore side is a little too much for me. It's a little excessive, yeah, they went a little crazy on that. I think it's pretty cool design. The Lee Williams kickstop's obviously going to hu- offer, um, gain a fucking big tax on a knife because there's very yeah. many, there's very few knives out there with that mechanism. And that's what I don't. I think that's part of it, is they're having to pay so many different people out of this knife. Like, you're paying Riot, 
you know, you're paying um, Wingman EDC, you're paying the designer of the knife, and you're paying the Kickstop dude. Yeah. Like, that's, that's a lot of It's like a conglomerate of freaking collabs. It's almost like a drop knife exactly. at that point, you know? Um, but yeah, it's the one I held was really good, but I think the one I also had was retail for almost $600, which is just excessive. I think if they were like 300 bucks, they'd be a steal, but they're not. Yeah, so. they had to pay all the people out and... Yeah, I don't know. I just can't see these guys selling out pretty feet. well. I just can, but who knows? Even the even the copper one when I had it, I think they only made seventy of them, of the array, mm-hmm. and you can I think you can still get them. Yeah, I mean, which is, I think they definitely and I, don't know the market right now because I have I don't know anyone in the Discord, and there's like four hundred people in the Discord, probably a hundred or two hundred active. I don't know anyone that's hyped about these knives. No, I think I was the only one that wanted to try it, and it was just that one specific model, and it was for a specific reason, and it just didn't, it didn't do what I wanted it to do. Basically, it felt, I don't know, it was really nice, but it was too expensive for the niche I was trying to fill with it, so I just moved it on. Yeah, it's true. <clears throat> um, the next knife is the the Zeon, the Shirgrov Neon R20. So Xeon with different milling, pretty much, like very minimal milling. So, yeah, I'm not sure what they're doing here. I mean, it's sheer raw; they can do what they want, I guess. But it, don't get me wrong; it, it looks okay, but for what they're probably going to charge you for it, I just I don't know. Yeah, I mean, at the, at the same price as the other Neon Seven Fifteen, I'm pretty sure. And I don't know; I had the Xeon when it first came out. Honestly, it was a great knife as a knife like the blade to handle ratio is really well because the the backspacer sticks out and if there wasn't a backspacer like that the blade would actually stick out of the handle so the backspacer like kind of holds it in so you can't poke your finger on it the action was great really hard detent the freaking the action was super hydraulic like i don't think i've handled a shiro with bad action they 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 normally kill it the last two years shiro's actions got really good because i remember I bought an older one and that the detent was pretty light, but so was every other knife three years ago, pretty much. Yeah, that is kind of a common but they, They've really stepped it up a lot of companies have with the detent lately. Yeah, so they're going with different versions of the Xeon or the Neon Zero. They got the, the little milling pattern one, then they got Micarta versions, they got the Burgundy or Maroon Micarta and the, the green Micarta, I think, which I hate. Yeah, but people love that <laughs> color. Looks, I, I like green micarta to a degree. Um, I like it when it's more green than brown. Sometimes it kind of, yeah. I don't know. Some companies do. But weird. the Xeon's a good knife. And my biggest complaint, and this was a lot of people's complaint, is the freaking clip it was so, the tension was so high. And the the contact of the clip, like the. But contacts your pocket or your yeah your pocket it was super flat, mm-hmm. so the ramp was like, it was just tore up your pockets basically. Like you could be on your motorcycle going three hundred miles per hour and hit a tree, and that knife is not coming out of your pocket. Like, <laughs> it's it's stuck in your pants forever. That just sounds annoying to be honest. At that point, there's, I, I probably prefer lighter clip tension than most people, mm-hmm. but. I still like there to be some, but that just sounds... Yeah, it was terrible. Like, I actually bent the clip a little bit. So, when you bend the clip like that, 
it's not even contacting the steel or the titanium anymore or the scale. So like you could tap on the clip and it could, you know, make noise, which annoys a lot of people, yeah. but it improved it, but the clip was still bad. And out of, I don't mm-hmm. think they, apparently the new ones have less tension. I mean, that's good, but it's like the freaking contact area is garbage. So, I mean, I just don't get how a company like Shirogorov who's known for all their crazy milling and all their crazy whatever, can't even get a clip right. Maybe they just all wear spandex in Russia. Who knows? I don't know. Because <laughs> That could, could be it. You might have just busted the case wide Because I don't even wear, like, thick pants or anything. Because my work pants are really thick, but my normal jeans are average, and it was still pretty ridiculous for what it was, honestly. So, if you want to pick up two different versions, three different versions of the Xeon, because the Xeon <laughs> was obviously plain Jane, There's um, they offer some other models, and the Neon NLs and um, LMAX, so I think it should be slightly cheaper, but I haven't checked the price, I could look right now. You would think it'd be cheaper, because I guess N390... Oh, but it doesn't even tell you. It's sold out. I hate that. I hate that. Why do freaking websites do that? Just because it's sold out doesn't Dude, mean I can't see the price. Like, why? That makes... and well, I'm not going to get into that today. But, uh, yeah, when websites or individual sellers remove prices on things, it's kind of a dick move because it just makes it hard to price either what you're selling or figure out what, it, what you're buying is at a good price. But rant for a different day, I guess. I guess. Um, but, yeah, that's, that's annoying as hell. Yeah. So... Yeah, we'll never know the price until they get back in stock. I'm guessing six fifty. Just from the, and their MRBS doesn't look like Shiro's making any single row bearings anymore. But I could be wrong. Maybe on the F3s, but I don't know if they even make the F3 still. Looks like they. The um, I don't know how old the one I tried was, but the F95NL had single row. Um, that I tried, but I think that's one of their cheaper. Yeah big knives yeah they done away with all the three bear stuff because one bear was like s30v blade with single row bearings and like g10 scales Hold on, how much were the one bears the one bears i feel like they're like five for, or six hundred dollars though for g10 s30v and single yeah. row what the fuck so that was this that? one bear and the two bears were l max i still want to say single bearing and G10, so it's pretty much just a still upgrade. They might have had an MRBS for all I know. Then the three bears were M390 or Vanex with um, CF or titanium, depending on the knife. Then they had the custom division, which were obviously Those were way more expensive. expensive. Hell, then you got the yeah, full customs, where you had to be like super rich to get because they are like ten thousand dollars plus you also have to be best friends with the yeah you gotta Rob speak people. russian and buy them vodka i don't know that's probably racist but we could cut that out <laughs> i don't i don't i don't think it's racist i think you're, you're probably actually pretty spot on no um you probably have to get them drunk to have them sell you any of those knives because 
the you barely see those knives in existence, much less up for sale. Yeah, it's like um, I feel like there's only like twenty people in the world that have full custom tier gloves, like, and they're all buddy buddy, and they probably all switch. And the normies will never have one. I was looking at Shirogorov. If you want a custom division White Tiger F95, it's currently there's one on the Knife Center right now for the low, low price, $2,500. Yeah, and I think those were like retail $1,700. Yeah, the, no, they were, these are massive markups. Did you see that dude on freaking Reddit that had one of those and he dropped it on the tip and it broke the tip clean off like a lot? <gasps> no. Oh my God. What? Yeah, he had the Tiger. Oh my he, gosh. Like, showed a picture he's like i messed up today or something and it was like it was like i'd say like i don't know like maybe like a could you send that to share world yeah and that's what everyone was saying like yeah i would message uh their warranty because that's like oh my brand new i i i'm not i'm not exaggerating i'm not a super emotional person i don't get angry or sad really really quickly but i would probably cry yeah that would definitely that's almost two grand you just like you just broke it that'd be like running your car into like i don't know a boulder you buy a brand new freaking mercedes Benz, <laughs> and you like hit a curb and wrapped around a tree the tire or something i don't know i don't know oh but that gosh. guy definitely that's, probably oof. was sick to his stomach because i've dropped I dropped two knives on tile, and obviously mm-hmm. they were my fault because I was being an idiot. And one of them was the Sharp by Design Micro Typhoon. And so you did this recently, then? No, the Micro, not the Micro Evo, just the Micro Typhoon, the first one. Oh, so this was like okay. Sorry about that. Two years ago, I was like, I don't know, I was being stupid. I was like laying down on my couch, and I was like flipping the knife over my head for some reason <laughs> and i dropped it and it landed on the freaking tile or the tile and i'm like oh shit like so the blade was open when i dropped it <laughs> so i look at the knife pick it up and the blade was perfectly fine but on the back the back spacer was like had some marks that weren't bad at all but when you you when your knife goes from perfect condition to like having marks on it for you being an idiot you're just like i hate myself i hate yeah. my life and I'm an idiot. Another time was uh, the Wii Tai Chi or Tyke. I don't know how you could say it. I, yeah, I, th- I, th- I think it's the Tyke, but I know I know what you're talking about. But you did not drop. I wanted one of those. For I so dropped long. it. You dropped that. I dropped it. I hate you. I was you. flipping it, I and so I freaking much. dropped it on the tie or the tile when the blade was open. Oh my and god! Freaking, the blade was perfectly fine somehow, and there was a oh. tiny mark on like the. The back, the back of the scales because it's integral, but so I'm like, wow, oh, I got, I got away with this good. Then I like flipped the knife open, and oh. um, there was like a, I've made a dent in the detent path because of the ceramic, dude, the freaking the metal, ball yeah. pinged it. So oh, like, Jesus. it went from like super smooth <laughs> action to like kind of <laughs> shitty a little bit. I'm like, wow, um, yeah. Did you sell yeah, it? Yeah, I sold it to my good buddy Stack and Beard. And he probably flipped it for seven hundred dollars, but hey, what do you do? I mean, he bought it yeah. for. I think I paid three hundred, a little bit over three hundred for it, and I sold it for like two fifty, which I think was very fair That's not bad. for what it was. Then he probably yeah. sold it for like those 10 were a limited run too. But yeah, that sucked. Then I'm like, yeah, I'm never playing with knives on tile again. 
That hurts. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that's my little story. Jesus, man. So the next knife we have that is not really widely available yet. I think there's only literally one or two out there. Is this next super lock that we're talking about for the CKF version? But apparently he opened his books in the worst way possible. I think where you could just DM him. And <laughs> he said he was on Instagram for he 14 hours and straight like... responding to people. And it sounds like uh, I've talked to a few people in the Discord that got on his books or whatever. And we're talking to him. It sounds like he was having full-blown conversations with everyone. So, Yeah, I've heard that it's a little more than a year. But that was kind of early into the book. So I'm guessing it's going to be probably a couple. Which, to be honest, I, I'm, I'm going to level with you. I would not give heck about 14 hour day answering instagram dms when you know that every single one of those dms is another like two grand in yeah pocket. but i don't know i feel like a lot of you people know? are flaky in this community like oh yeah dude i'll buy um whatever knife you get you put out then it's like okay your knife's done like oh dude actually um my wife left me and she took <laughs> half the money so i <laughs> we take we take a thousand yeah, i'll give you um 500 now and 1500 dollars next year just <laughs> kidding like it's, uh, I, I know exactly what you mean though. Like I would probably take it. Um, if I were him, the smart thing to do would be to start on the orders, take half as a deposit, finish up the knife, take the other half, ship it to him. That way, you if they bail out, like you at least know before you make the knife. Yep, it's like getting a tattoo. Not that he would probably have too much trouble selling them, but if he puts out two or three hundred of these into the world, like that's gonna be. Yeah. I have a they're, they're I have a buddy that does hype. he's a tattoo artist for a living and I think his um what's it called when you have to put money in so he guarantees money I think I think he charges like a yeah, deposit I think he, his deposit is like hundred dollars and yeah a lot of tattoo artists do that just like especially if they're more popular to because they they basically guarantee a slot in their books and if you do bail out yeah and you wouldn't believe how many time. people don't even show up like they should have bail it's like are you stupid. Like, because usually you could, like, contact them or any tattoo artist, like, hey, actually, um, I have something going on that day. Can we reschedule? And they'll reschedule it. But if you yep. don't straight up call or show up at all, you're just an idiot. You just wasted money. The, the shop that I normally go to, um, they almost constantly are like, hey, we have two openings now today. Like, come in and film, like... I don't think they they do a deposit, but it's it at some point you would you would have to do that. It's just stupid the amount of people that just don't give it, like they don't care, you know. Dude, the ultimate loophole um, I've ever found in life was um, I don't know. I think it was my family practitioner, or my dentist, but I had a appointment scheduled, <clears throat> and um, I had something come up that day, so. If I canceled my appointment, it cost $15 for some stupid-ass reason. So I'm like, really? I have to pay money because I got something else going on? They're like, yep. And and I'm like, what if I reschedule it? Because the rule is you would have to cancel two weeks before your freaking um, appointment. <clears throat> so I told yeah. the lady, I'm like, so can I just reschedule it like a month from now, <laughs> then cancel right now so I don't have to pay nothing? And she's like yeah i'm like all right that's what i'm doing then so i'll schedule out a month out then i'm gonna cancel right after so i don't have to pay nothing you idiot so that's what i did that's big brain on my part but that's where i peaked 
thinking on your feet. <laughs> yeah, that's the snack super lock. Who knows how many he's going to... It sounded like he was just... He just opened his books up indefinitely. Like, he didn't even say a number of people. I don't think he said a number. Like, oh, I'm going to do 50 orders, 100 orders. No, the only thing I've seen, he updated that exact post that I screenshotted in there, and he's like, hey, it's going to take me a while to get through all these. There's no, like, okay, books are... Cl-. Like, I, it, for all I know, he's, you know, he's taken a 1,000 orders. <laughs> he's just... Has, you know, his books open for the next six years. Yeah. He's going to turn it into smock. Yeah, so um, send him your prayers because he's going to need him. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, another oh new gosh. custom knife that came out recently. I know they teased it for a few months now. Is the Skiff Made Blades Drifter. And I, there's a few people in the Discord that have it already, and I think it looks awesome. It's just... Um. I don't know what it is. I think, honestly, and I'm sure this is what a lot of people like about it, I think the pivot collar just looks stupid as hell. It's gargantuan. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I mean. But, but yeah, I, I can, the milling looks awesome on it. It looks incredible. The pattern looks, ugh, it looks so good. The blade looks awesome. But that. The that pivot collar is definitely not for everyone. It's a giant pivot so collar. so bad. It's huge. It's like the size of. It's probably in real life. It's probably like the size of like a. I don't know, a a, a penny, like her nickel. It's chunky. Yeah, it's 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 not for everyone, but I just think the overall silhouette looks good. I really like the blade, and their hand satin is just like amazing looking. Like, oh no, the blade looks. I'm not even sure. It doesn't even look like there's lines on it. It almost looks. It, may, it could just be the lighting. It just looks so soft. Yeah, it's definitely lighting because there's lines. My only complaint with skiff knives is like they mill there's milling patterns on everything like this clip has a milling pattern you could get the collars with the same milling pattern and I think it's a little too much. I have seen the collars with the milling pattern and I'll I'll definitely agree with you there they look better smooth just to break up the lines a little bit. Like it's I, the milling pattern's really nice but if the whole knife was just all that milling pattern, it would look Yeah, that's weird. what I'm saying. It's a, little, it's a little too much, in my opinion. But, yeah. Yeah, I think it's a good-looking knife. People are very happy with their skiffs. And I think they're well-priced for what they are. Because I think you could get them, like, seven fifty, eight hundred, something somewhere around there. Not too crazy, obviously. It's expensive. But yeah. their spa treatments, like... I think Jim said they're like twenty bucks or free. I don't know something. That's not bad at all. That's that's not bad at all for a custom yeah, knife, that's really and they're American made, and they make the bearings. People go crazy for the bearings. Their bearings sell out instantly. Yeah, I just got it a couple, and they're at least on par with the Norseman bearings because I swapped out the uh, fourteen ball multi-row bearings for the stock Norseman. Yeah. They feel about the same, which is, you know, it's pretty yeah, impressive. Nor- but... Grinsmo's known for their great bearings because they, they make their own bearings in the house and, you know, they're all about tolerances and that, so... Yeah, that's, um... I think that's a cool knife we're talking about, the Skip Drifter. And it reminds me of the whole haptic a tiny bit, just because they have the same same-ish blade shape. I forgot that existed. Yeah, I, I, yeah this whole haptic's like, <laughs> I don't know. They, they haven't been talking about it. So it's vaporware yeah. now. Well, they also said they were going to stop making specters, but we're, you know we're not going to get into that. We never know um, what they're going to do now. Brian is here. <laughs> um, 
let's see. I guess let's go ahead and do the uh, the Demco AD20, and we'll wrap this yes, up. Sir. Um, this is I. I don't know if there's an 85. I know there's an 8010, which is the uh, what the hell do you call it? Trial lock. Mm-hmm. And then the 8015, which is the Scorpion yeah. lock. And then this is the 8020 with the Shark lock. Um, it's very similar, at least externally to the to this next design. You basically push. I'm not sure how to describe this. There's a a nub sticking in the back of the knife. You push downward on it, like towards the uh, the bottom of the handle, and it disengages the lock. I guess. I don't know. Do you know anything about this one at all? Really? Um, I've seen a few videos from Demco that took it apart, and yeah, it, it is really reminiscent of the Shark Lock, or not the Shark Lock, the Liner Lock, or not the Liner, the Super Lock. <laughs> You'll get it eventually. Yeah, but. <laughs> The internals, they're kind of they're a lot like the triad lock, the way it works. Really, so it's obviously going to be crazy strong. And it, I don't know. I think it looks very fidgetable for what it is. The only thing that um, that I would be worried about, and this could be completely misplaced, but I have the same worry about this next one. I um, mean, if your fingers on the the jimping on the back of the blade and it slides down. I wonder how much force it would take to disengage that lock. Yeah. But that again, that it, I haven't held one. I haven't touched one at all, so I don't know if that's a actual practical worry to have. But that's just something that I noticed. Yeah, just looking at the videos, it looks like you kind of have to deliberately do that. Pull on the. Yeah, it looks like thing. it looks like you have to press down quite a quite a ways before it'll actually disengage. Yeah, and. But I, I look forward to the Colt Steel version. Yeah, exactly. Of it. Like you could buy the the custom version, which is just I don't know. I think he has the hand ground ones that go for eight twenty five. Then I think the normal versions are like seven fifty, something like that. I don't know. But I'm sure Colt Steel is going to come yeah. out with one for two hundred dollars, an X or an S thirty five. Same everything. Cold Steel does great quality work, I think. Yeah, the, I actually have an AD15 um, that was given to me, and it's it's, it's so weird because like, like if you're looking for like yeah. a work knife, it's oh my Cold gosh, Steel awesome. in the community is like a meme for their marketing. Freaking their marketing's idiotic, but their actual execution of the knives yeah, is like it's awesome. Um, Forever they use XHP on all their knives and it performed really well and the heat true is really well and they use S35 now because XHP I guess it's they have shortages of it so they can't buy in crazy bulk so they went to S35 and it's, it performs nearly like XHP. So Cold Steel obviously does yeah, quality they do, work. they do good wheel. They just market. What's funny is their marketing is obviously stupid and idiotic but it hits a wide variety of people. Like it's oh, yeah. entertaining let's be honest like cutting up freaking cow high or hinds and all those weird body parts are fun and stabbing ballistic or pulling an Espada XL out of your waistband yeah, I mean, yeah it's a meme but it, you know what marketing's marketing and I'm sure there's a lot of Cold Steel fans out there yeah it gets the job done yeah, so I think the Shark Lock I think it's pretty cool I wouldn't personally wouldn't pay $800 for it I'll wait for the no I, like you said I'll wait for the Cold Steel one myself because it's probably going to be damn near the same, just a different blade material. And Demco, to me, is like the go of hard-use mechanisms. He has the freaking triad lock, which obviously people love. 
for the strength, and they have the scorpion lock, now this. So, he's obviously a mastermind when it comes to locks. His designs are on it. Like, if this didn't have a cool lock on it, this would be boring yeah. as hell. But it has a cool yeah, lock his on locks it. And I think nice. that's kind of like what he... Yeah, he, he really sells that shit. It's, it's, it's impressive. Yeah, so... I think it's a knife worth checking out. Like, not buying, but I think... It's cool. It's it's something different. Yeah, if you have the opportunity to check one out, yeah, exactly. do it. Because it, it'll kind of probably give you uh, an idea, maybe, of what, the, what this next one is like, at least. But just at a much cheaper price tag. Yeah. And with that, that's pretty much all the new, newest stuff we, newish stuff we have to talk about. I'm sorry that we haven't been as active on here. The corona and family issues... Getting the better part of yeah, us. Yeah, everything's kind of yeah, screwed. Everything's, everything's kind of screwed up right now. So I hope you guys are taking care of yourselves. Um, yeah, just don't go outside. Don't talk to anybody. But buy don't knives. If you can wear your it. mask to sleep. <laughs> and we'll talk to you next episode. Bye, guys.